Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning another beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Baruch Sha'oso Nisim. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos, Parshas Miketz, that year was Zois Hanukkah, the last day of Hanukkah, in the year Tafshin Mem Gimel, 41 years ago. And the Rebbe went on in the year Tafshin Mem Ches, 36 years ago, to certify and edit this Hasidic discourse in honor of Hanukkah, and it came out in a special booklet in honor of Hanukkah, and again, the year Tafshin Mem Ches. So the Hasidic discourse, as we said, is based on the blessing that we say, Baruch She'asa Nisim Laveseinu. Blessed is the one that made miracles for our forefathers by Yomim Mahaim, Bisman in those days, in our times. Now this blessing that we make is not referring to the miracle of the success in the war that we were, Hashem handed over the victory of multitude into the few people. But it's specifically referring to the miracle of the uh, oil that was found in the temple. And that's why, because the blessing is associated with the oil, we make this blessing when we light the Hanukkah candles, or when we see the Hanukkah candles, that we, that we commemorate the miracle that happened with the original oil that was found. Okay, so the rabbi brings and he says, it's explained in the Hasidic discourse with the same title of Baruch Sha'asr Nisim, from the first Chabad Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe, and has, foot, has footnotes and comments from his grandson, the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Chabad Rebbe. And he says, in order to understand why the miracle of Hanukkah was specifically established with candles, so we, we have to understand, in order to understand why candles, we have to understand the whole idea, the Kabbalistic insight of behind oil. This discourse can take you into a beautiful journey, understanding the spiritual significance of the oil and the light that comes from the oil. And over there in the Hasidic discourse, he explains at length that this that we find, that oil always rises to the top, whether it's mixed with oil, wine, whether it's mixed with water, or any other liquids. Now, we know that anything that happens in a physical, in the physical world, that's because in the spiritual world. So the reason why oil rises to the top is because that on a spiritual level, oil is much higher. In other words, Oil, spiritually, is higher than wine and higher than water. Why is that? Because wine and water, spiritually, is corresponds to the two svirot of Bina and Chachma. And was, wine is associated with the sphere of Bina, and, and, and water is associated with the sphere of Chachma. And oil, if that's the case, is Chachma Stima, a much deeper level of Chachma, which is called Chachma of Keter. We know every sphere is intertwined with all the spherot. So again, so wine is Bina, water is Chachma, and, and oil is Chachma Stima, which means Chachma of Keter. So, so based on this, he explains, that's why when they dedicated the temple, how did they dedicate the temple? They anointed it with olive oil. Oil of anointing. Why again? Because we just learned that, chach, that oil is connected to with Kasser. Why is that? Because when you dedicate the temple, and specifically when you dedicate the altar, 
and Chanukah, dedication comes from, 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 from education. How do you do that? You do it by bringing in very, very powerful lights, which, which, which comes in afterwards through the Kabonot. So in order to make that happen, you need to have the powerful oil that dedicated the, the, the temple and, and the altar. And like Jarvis likes to explain elsewhere, at this that the, the princes of the Jewish people, the Nisim, they donated for the dedication of the temple and the dedication of the, of the altar, and they gave many, many gifts. And they actually brought on, on the altar, they brought Ketoyres, which is the incense, which was brought on the outer altar. Why is that? So that it should be ready to, re- to receive the sacrifices. So in order to have the, the, the incense and to bring the sacrifices, you have to bring in a very, very high high energy, which is higher than what that gets brought in just in the sacrifices itself. So therefore, the way they dedicated the temple, and specifically the way they dedicated the altar, is when they anointed it with oil, which again we said is a level of chachmastimah, which is higher than all the, the, uh, the, the, the energy that's drawn in through the sacrifices, and through the Nesachim, which is the libations. And after he explains in the Hasidic Discourse, um, the idea of the, the, the oil that anointed the temple, and specifically the, the altar, he explains over there, next level, that with, uh, the, the idea of the oil for lighting the menorah, and, that, um, and lighting, that's the oil we had the miracle of Hanukkah, because that oil is even higher. So again, so we just learned, just before we go forward, so we, we, we say, we say focus, that basically there's, there's water, there's, there's wine, wine is being on water is chachma, then there's shemen hamishcha, an, a oil anointed which is chachma stima, and then in the chachma stima you have the one that was used for the, to, uh, anoint the tabernacle, and then even higher, you have a higher level of oil which was used for the menorah. So Rebbe says as follows. This study explains at length, <clears throat> that and, and in, in the Hasidic discourse about Hanukkah, that the reason why they they anointed the, the altar with with, with uh, oil of anointing, it's all it's it's not only as an introduction and by knowing the value of the oil that was used for the for the for the altar, we'll know the value of the oil for the menorah. <clears throat> and to tell us that that's obviously even higher, and that's what the miracle of Hanukkah was. But he wants to go even deeper. That even this idea that of 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 the anointing the altar is not just introduction to the oil for the menorah, but this idea of anointing the altar is also connected to Hanukkah. Why is that? Because the reason why Hanukkah is called Hanukkah is coming from Hanukkah's mezbeach, from from dedicating the altar, which happened at that time. And that's why on Hanukkah, the, the priest, the princess, has brought sacrifices. And based on this, you can say that um, even when it came to dedicate the altar, which took place on Hanukkah, they also had the oil the, of anointing on a spiritual level. However, there's something even higher. And what's even higher? The, the miracle of the oil of the menorah. Which is even higher than Shaman of Mishcha. So again, so the point I was bringing out is it's not only that we're learning about the, the oil for the, for, for the, ta- the dedicated, the, the, that anointed the tab- the altar. So, and to re- reach the next level, but no, the oil, or anointing the oil on the, on the, on the altar is also sorry, associated with Hanukkah. And that's why the end of the reading of Hanukkah, after we read about all the different sacrifices that the, the, the sea and the princes brought over Hanukkah, and on the last day of Hanukkah was the day that he dedicated the, the altar. So what, what happens afterwards? 
after we read about dedicating the altar, we read about how Aaron would go ahead and bring up the candles on the, on the menorah, which is also a reference to the, the, the Hanukkah candles. In other words, the reference is what was so therefore, therefore, what, what might you say that the Torah is. Uh, 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 presenting it to us in a way which is called in Hebrew milmata lamaila. You go from a lower level to a higher level. And at first, he starts off with the dedication of the altar through the oil of anointing, and then he goes on to the oil of the menorah and the miracle that happened here. Now, so let so that other is going to explain, and he says as follows. And he says as follows: When you're dealing with the sacrifices that they brought on the temple. And the same thing also the libations that was brought on, 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 the, on the altar. So what the purpose of the sacrifices and the purpose of the libations is to go ahead and take that powerful energy and bring it, and I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate, premius. it should be internalized. The goal is these powerful lights should be able to be internalized within us. And that's why the sacrifices and the libations is called eating and drinking. Why? Because the, when you, through the fact they bring a sacrifice and we br- and they brought the libations, you draw in in an internal way. Just like, for example, when you eat and you drink on a physical level, so the food and the drink becomes part of you. The same thing also by bringing the the sacrifices and the libations in the temple that allow that spiritual energy to get internalized. However, even though they both were internalized, the internalization. And drawing in of the libations is much higher than the sacrifices itself. Why? Because just like when it comes to eating and drinking on a physical level, so what happens is when you eat something, what gets revealed? Just the external part of the soul. And when you drink wine, what gets revealed? The internal part of the soul. And as when you eat, you feel great. Okay, the, the soul is alive. But when you drink wine, now the internal part, all the secrets come out. So the same thing also when it came to the eating and drinking of the altar, that when you when 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 they brought the sacrifices compared to bread, so basically it's only drawing in um, to into the worlds in a play of mimali kalalim, you know, it, it gets internalized, but it's not a very very high light. But by bringing the libations, you actually bring in an internalized way, a much higher level, the level of what of seviv kalalim, the part that hovers over the world, and in the libation itself. On the holiday of Sukkot, we know they had they poured water on 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 on, on, on the altar. Besides the fact that a whole year they poured just wine on the altar as libations. On Sukkot they poured water, and water happens to be even higher and deeper than wine. And like he explains in the Kutli Torah, that that's why um, the p- pouring of the libations of wine is said specifically in the Torah. However, when it comes to pouring the water, it doesn't say specifically in the Torah. It's given over, we say in Hebrew, It was given over from Moshe Mishinai. And the, the Chacham and the rabbis were somehow connected to a verse in the Torah. Why is that? Because the level of water we said is connected to, to the level of Chachmah. So water is, and Chachmah are connected, which is higher than wine, which is only Bina. So that level cannot be written in the, in the written Torah. And it should means it should get it, it should get in, in in part of a physical letter, and that's why the water is only in the oral part of the Torah. As we know that it says that the, the 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 words of the of the rabbis are much sweeter than the wine of Torah. Why? Because it's coming from a deeper place. Everything he like to add that this connection, that wine we said is what this bina, and water is chachma. And that applies also to wine and water on a physical level. 
as we know that wine when you drink wine it tastes good and it actually makes you happy and matter of fact if you want to be sing praise you need to have a lachayim you need some wine first because again wine is connected to bina however when it comes to water water doesn't really have a taste and matter of fact according to jewish law you can only make a blessing on water if you're actually thirsty because there is no benefit to a person just from drinking water it's not like an enjoyable experience we're going to have the water now only when when you're thirsty so that's when you make the blessing in other words this difference between wine and water on a physical level that the wine is more enjoyable and the water is just you know it's to quench your thirst it apply is connected to the other way to a spiritual level why because water is bina what does bina mean understanding comprehension and water is chachma which is a, which is beyond which is beyond logic Rebbe says it's brought down in many Hasidic discourses that this that we say that torah is compared is is compared to wine and oil is compared to the secrets of the torah which is just like wine and oil that are concealed in the the wine is concealed in the grape and the oil is conce- concealed in the olive and the difference between wine and oil is that wine is the secrets of the torah but war- oil is the secrets of the secrets of the torah and so that's in general between wine and oil the secrets and the secrets of the Torah between wine and oil so from this will be understood that this the Torah is also compared to water is what is it referring to it's referring to when, when the Torah is referred to water it's referring to the revealed part of the Torah and like the author explains in Tanya that the reason why that Torah is compared to water because we know that water goes from a high place water goes down and finds its lowest spot so the same thing also the Torah came down from the highest places the will the intellect of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and it came down and deals with physical things in the Torah and as we know most of the laws in the Torah are physical so based on the Shabbat asks, we have to understand this is seemingly opposite what, what than what it's explained in the Chassidic Discourse, Baruch Shasnesim, and also the, the different Chassidic Discourses for Chagasagot, where it speaks of the difference between wine and water, and over there he says that, that water is actually higher than wine. What did we just learn? We just learned that um, oil is the secrets of the secrets of the Torah. The, uh, um, wine is the secrets of the Torah. And water is a simple, simple. but the fact is, it's explained elsewhere, that water is on the, on the deepest level. So the Rebbe explains as follows. That base is a rule that's known in Kabbalah, a very powerful rule, and it's an important rule to know. And I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate it. The Cholha Gavoya Gavoya Bayoiser. Anything that comes from a high place means the higher it comes, when it falls, it falls to the lowest. And it gives a lot of insight and a lot of things in life. Anything that the higher it is, when it falls, it falls to the lower. Lower. So when something falls so low, it's because obviously it has a, 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 a huge in a high, it had the source is very, very high. So in other words, what, what's the, there is bringing this example to, to bring out that this, that water has its nature that wants to come down and wants to get revealed in the lowest level, literally to the lowest levels. In other words, even after it comes down, <clears throat> they wants to go even lower. Why does the water keep on going lower and lower and lower? And the answer is because its source is higher. So water has two opposites. On one hand, the source is the, from the highest, but on the other hand, when it comes down, it's actually to the lowest. So based on this, there explains that this that's explained in many Hasidic discourses, that water is what? Is lower than wine. That's because when in reality, water comes down to the lowest places. Because water's nature is to go down lower and to be revealed, etc. 
However, when it comes to wine, the natural instinct of wine is to stay in the grape. And in order to take it out from the grape, you have to do something. But it's not the natural thing that wine jumps out of a grape. If you don't, if you don't press it, wine is not going to come out. And this is actually the reason why um, the, the expression, I'll say it in Hebrew, nichnas yain when someone has a lachaim of wine, what happens? All of a sudden, all the secrets come out. Why is that? When you say a lachaim, you drink some wine, all the secrets come out. Because just like in its source, that the wine is really stuck in the grape, but it came out from a concealed place into a revealed place. In other words, this what initially was concealed in the grape got revealed. So the same thing also, when you consume wine that was again initially concealed, became revealed, it affects the person that you reveal the secrets that are within you to become revealed. Okay, and so, so, and this is explained in Hasidic discourses that water is actually higher than wine. It's referring to its source that's higher. That what's recognizable in the water that in reality that even though it comes down because, because, because in its source it's much higher. And this is also the reason that water doesn't have a taste. Because since when it comes down, what's recognized in water that it comes from a very, very high place. So therefore, even when it comes down to this world, it's, uh, it, 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 um, it doesn't have a taste. So again, this would recap what Rebbe just taught us was that water, on one hand, is brought down in Hasidic discourses that's on a very, very high level, higher than wine. On the other hand, it's brought down at its lower. So I guess water has two components. On one hand, it comes from the highest place. On the other hand, it, it goes down to the lowest. But even in the lowest, it's, it recognizes that it comes from the highest source. And that's why at times it explains that water is higher than wine, or sometimes it explains that it's lower. Now, we learned before, um, uh, uh, from the Hasidic discourse of Baruch Shosnissim, what we learned, that this, that oil, is always going to be um, uh, uh, residing over any type of liquid, wine, water, any type of liquid. What's the reason we learned was? Because oil is much higher, physically and obviously spiritually. Now, based on what we learned before, that the, that the, the quality that wine has over water is because wine naturally is concealed. And it comes, it, it's not its natural place to reveal. So it's an, it, to practice it's on a higher level until we squeeze it out. And the quality of water is not the way it, come, it gets revealed, but the way in its source it's even higher. So again, so wine's quality over water is that it's, it's naturally concealed. It's not looking to go down. So it's technically on a higher level. Water's quality over wine is that its source is much higher. Now, what did we learned before, that oil is higher than wine and water. So therefore, you must say that this that we're saying that oil is higher than wine and water, so it has to be higher in both levels. A, in the concealment part, in other words, that the concealment, the way the oil is sitting within the olive is a much greater concealment and it's much more ingrained in a, in, in a concealed way than the wine in, in its grape. And the same thing also. This, that oil, that water, doesn't have a taste. So oil is much deeper in a level where it doesn't have a taste. So oil basically is higher than wine in the component where wine is concealed, oil is concealed deeper. And its oil is higher than water where water doesn't have a taste. And oil doesn't even deeper doesn't have a taste. And what is that? And never explains like this. <clears throat> this idea that wine, which is basically concealed within the grape, it's called in Kabbalah, it's concealment which is close to be revealed. 
and therefore, in order to reveal the wine the way it's concealed in the grape, so you just got to squeeze the grape. You don't have to work too hard. You just squeeze it, the, water, the wine comes out. However, the oil that's in the in, in, in the olive, it's 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 concealed, but it's not close to be revealed. And in order to bring out the oil from the olive, you actually have to crush the grape, which is much greater effort than taking wine out of a grape versus taking out the oil out of the grape. Now, so this is what that's why he explains in the Catholic discourses that wine is the secrets of the Torah, and the oil is the secrets of the secrets. Why? Because in order to reveal the secrets of the Torah, so since it's concealed, but it's able to be revealed in an easy way, just like the wine you squeeze it, so you just, it, it requires a little effort. But in order to reveal the secrets of the secrets of the Torah, since it's a concealment which is not possible to be revealed, so you need to put a lot, much greater effort into it. And Revisus will understand this, the difference between the two types of effort. I know the way you have it in the revealed part of the Torah, where there's two different levels of efforts even in the revealed part of the Torah. And never explains. Even though that when a person learns Torah, in general, any Torah you're learning, whether it's Chumash, Mishnah, Talmud, any revealed part of the Torah that you're learning, you have to put effort into it. You can't just walk in and expect it to go in your head. You have to sit, you have to read it, you have to meditate, discuss it, think about it. It requires effort. Up to the point... Even after you study and you revisit again the thing you learned, you have to put more of your intellectual comprehension into it. In Hebrew, it's called eon. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to think deeply into it. You have to put effort into it. Um, a matter of fact, <clears throat> according to Jewish law, if you sit, let's say you learn something and you learn it again with the same intensity, you don't go deeper into it. You're, you're, you're you're really not fulfilling the obligation of learning Torah. Torah means that whatever I learned it yesterday, I got it yesterday. Now I have to go deeper into it. And that's the power of Torah. As deep as you go, you can go deeper into it. And how much more so when you're learning deep ideas in Torah that you literally have to put effort into it. And obviously there's many, many, many levels. However, on whatever level of putting effort into it, you don't have to totally obliterate anything you, you understood before. You understood it yesterday like this, and tomorrow you're going a step deeper, and then you go a step further. You don't have to obliterate what you learned before. So that's one level of effort where you're constantly going deeper and deeper. However, when you learn something in Torah which is off the charts, so what happens then is you have to put such effort in that you have to totally forget about everything you learned before. Like, for example, its famous teaching says, or Zero. He actually fasted. 100 days he fasted to, to forget the Babylonian Talmud so that he could have a clarity when he learns the Jerusalem Talmud. So it's a whole different level of depth. So the same thing also says applies between the effort of having the revelation of the secrets of the Torah to the, the effort of having the revelation of the secrets of the secrets. Two different levels. Two different levels of, 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 of intensity trying to comprehend it. <clears throat> now, there's another quality of oil over wine. Another oil, even after you go ahead and crush the olive and the oil comes out, even after it comes out, you can't drink the, the oil on its own. And matter of fact, if you went ahead and drank a couple of oil, you don't make a blessing. Why? Because oil on its own is harmful. 
not like wine that after you drink it, I mean, after you squeeze it, and then you go ahead and drink it, it's actually a very, very uh, uh, respectful drink. As a matter of fact, the, 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 the blessing gets upgraded. It's a very pre-agafen. Why is that? Because oil, even after you crushed and you took it out, it's, and even though it knows the oil was concealed, you revealed it. But even after you re- revealed it, it's still not revealed. And it's, w- what's the proof? Because it's not befitting to drink. By wine, it was concealed. You revealed it. Oh, now you can enjoy it. Make a blessing. It's revealed. Oil, on the other hand, it was concealed. You revealed it. But it's still not revealed. There's still a secret going on there. And I would like to add something like this. This idea that the oil is concealed and means that even after it comes out, you still can't drink it because obviously there's a secret it's holding on to. It's even higher than the concealment of water doesn't have taste. Why is that? When you, when you have water, and even though, yes, it doesn't have any taste, it's befitting to drink. You drink it, you make a blessing. And not only that, you can actually enjoy it. How do you enjoy it? If you're thirsty. You can enjoy water if you're thirsty. However, oil on its own, a cup of olive oil, not only you can't enjoy it, but it's not even a a, a drink. Why? Because oil, even after it comes out, is considered concealed concealment, and and you can't reveal it, and that's why you can't enjoy it. Now, you can say that this difference between wine, water, and oil, in other words, wine ah, has a taste, water has no taste, but you can still drink it, and oil has no taste, it's not befitting to drink. It's connected to the way they are on a spiritual level. What's, well, how are they on a spiritual level? What is wine, spiritually, the sphere of being a comprehension? And therefore, ah, you have wine, you, t- you have a taste. Just like Bina, which is comprehension. Water, which is connected to Chachma, the flash of idea, which is higher than comprehension. So if it doesn't have a taste, it's a flash of idea. But you can still drink it. And you can actually enjoy it if you're thirsty. Why is that? Because it's a revealed idea. However, what we learned before, what is oil? Oil is Chachma Stima. It's a hidden idea, which is higher than being revealed in being on also in Chachma. And that's why you can't drink it. That's why Derber explains beautifully. That's why when it came to dedicate the altar in the temple, how did they dedicate it? They poured on there, they anointed it with oil of anointing. Why? Because when you pour on the oil, what we just learned, it comes from Chachma Stima, which means Chachma of the Keter, not regular Chachma, Chachma of Keter. And through that, by anointing it with Chachma of Keser, it has the power to bring on there the sacrifices, which basically the food which is connected to eating, um, and, and the libation of oil, which is Bina, and the libation of water, which is Chachma. So in other words, because the altar was anointed with this powerful Chachma of Keser, it can receive the sacrifices, the wine which is connected to Bina, and the, and the, and the, and the libation of water which is connected to Chachma. And he goes on to say that in this oil of anointing that they use for the, for the, for the, ta- for the, for the altar, they put inside Psamim. In other words, which have different types of clothes that have, that have a scent to it which is actually even higher than oil. A scent is even higher than oil. 
And never explain what's the what what is the idea behind it? Because oil, even though it's higher than having a taste, like 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 uh, like w w wine and and uh, and benefit like water, and up to the point where you can't drink it. But the fact is, oil you can touch, you can touch it. It's something physical. However, a scent you can't touch it. And not only that, um, a scent is something which the body doesn't benefit; the soul benefits. So therefore, <clears throat> even the level of chachma of Torah, which compared to oil and to scent, in other words, this that we said that oils connect the Torah is referring to the secrets of the secrets of the Torah. And even as we know, the secrets of the secrets could be revealed on an intellectual level. And up to the point you can actually explain it with words. However, when you're dealing with the scent, the smell of the Torah, that already you can't even comprehend. But nevertheless, even the, the way you have a scent, even though it's something which the soul gets benefit and not the body, but we know that when a person, God forbid, is fainting, and a strong scent will, re, will, will, will bring the person back alive. It brings the soul back alive in the body. So the same thing I'm going to say also in reference to the scent of Torah that literally it could come down in a, in a halachic ruling up to the point that we know when Mashiach comes he's going to be moirach vadoyin. What does that mean? That um, through the scent he's going to be able to bring down halacha how you should, how you should do certain things. However, the understanding we're not going to have to comprehend it because it's very, very deep. Or like, for example, the Rebbe gives an example, it says in the Talmud, a reference to a dispute, it says, Shasak Rav, Rav was quiet. But nevertheless, even though he was quiet, means he couldn't explain it, he didn't retreat. Why? Because even though he had in the level of, of vision, knowledge of Chachma, he knew what it was, and he couldn't bring it, but he couldn't bring it down where he can, where he can explain it. But nevertheless, through that, he was able to give a ruling. Okay. Now, he goes on to explain as follows. After he explains in the Hasidic discourse of Baruch Shansanism, the, the powerful idea that we just learned, the powerful energy of the oil of anointing, so he explains like this, that when it comes to oil, next level, oil that was brought for the menorah, and for that oil was the miracle of Hanukkah, it's actually even higher than the oil of anointing of the, of, of, of the, of the altar. Why? Because the light that comes out from the oil for the menorah and where does light come from how do you have fire from the oil the oil basically becomes into nothing it disappears and that creates a light so actually what's higher the fire is actually higher than the oil just like for example the scent that was in the, in, in the anointing oil which is higher than the oil and not only that that the light that comes from the oil, the, the fire that comes from the oil, is even higher than the scent that comes from the oil in the anointing. And like he explains in the in this in this course over there as well. And what is he? What's the difference? And he explains like this: when you have a scent that comes from the oil of the oil of anointing the temple, so the scent was put in for the oil. You put the scent in, so the oil should have a scent. In other words. Through the fact that you had the reich descend, that caused that the chachma, the chachma of of, of, of Kesser should be revealed, and you're able to anoint the anoint, anoint the altar, and through that you're able to bring your sacrifices and the libations on it. However, when it comes to the oil 
and the fire that comes from it, it's just the opposite. That the purpose of the oil is to create the light up to the point that the, that the oil gets, gets consumed and the oil turns into light. By the scent, the scent upgrades the oil. By the, the oil and the fire, the, fi the oil creates the light. That's one point. Another idea is that the light, the fire that comes through the fact that the oil gets extinct. So even though the oil on its own is in a concealed state, because besides the fact that the nature of light or fire, any type of fire, what's the nature of fire? It wants to go to its source. So in reference to this light that comes from the fact that the oil, which is a very, very deep oil, gets, 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 gets consumed, and even that means the oil is in a concealed, it's sealed, concealed state, how much more so that the fire that comes from that type of oil is even much higher in a concealed, in a concealed level. But nevertheless, and here's the power, powerful idea that we're saying. So again, we're dealing with the oil which is concealed. And it's, this oil is deeper than the oil of the, of the of anointing oil. And the hot's the essence of oil. That oil, again, the, initially it was concealed in the olive. When it comes out, it's still concealed because you can't even enjoy it. And you can't, you can't, you, you can't, you don't even make a blessing on it, etc. This oil gets con gets more concealed because it's producing the light. But nevertheless, even after all that, how concealed it is, and this is like a home run that we're saying is, the light becomes a light that gives off light. Wow. The light, this light that's so coming from the oil that's concealed, that was in the, oil, in the olive was concealed, the light gives off light. Not only that, through the fact that it's coming from shaman, from pure olive oil, it actually gives off light in a very, very calm way. Oyer shabihisyashvas. It produces the most powerful and the most calm light that gives off light to, to the world or, or wherever, 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 wherever it's shining. So from here we see the great quality of the miracle of, of, of Hanukkah. That, and and the, the miracle specifically happened with that oil. In other words, the oil, what happened was when they found it, there was only one little jug. It could only last one day. And what happened? A miracle happened, and it burned for eight days. In other words, the light that came from this oil, since it was a miracle, so it's even higher than regular oil. Regular oil, you have olive oil, like we learned before. So the, in the olive is concealed, but it comes out still concealed. It gets consumed. It means it goes away, but it creates a light that gives off in a calm way. Here, you only had one jug; should have only lasted one day. It lasted eight days. So this, besides the fact that the that the oil, the fire is coming from the place of the oil, but here it's also coming through a miracle. And this oil, even though it's coming from a concealed place, and it's coming from a miracle, it revealed, it gave off light in a revealed way and in a calm way. So Rebbe says he liked to connect this with the idea that they lit the menorah for how many days? For eight days. As we know, the days of Hanukkah, it's eight days of Hanukkah. What's the idea of eight days? Like he explains the Hasidic discourse over there, that you're drawing in from the seven days of Atik. So we know in Keter, you have Atik and Arach. You have the a higher part is Atik, the lower part is Arach. So you're drawing in from the seven days of Atik, which is the higher part of Keser, into Malchus. And Malchus, we know, is the source of everything that was created. And through Malchus, 
this powerful light gets revealed down in this world. And that's the miracle of Hanukkah, that this powerful light gets revealed into this world. And Rebbe finished off and he said like this, it should be the will of Hashem, that very, very soon, we should all merit for Mashiach to come, the righteous Mashiach, and then what's going to happen is Hashem is the call the Shiva and the Chalm, it's going to be, it's going to be split to, to seven, seven strands, and together with that we're going to have the violin with eight strands, up to the violin which is what's going to be in the future, which is going to be of ten strands, that this this keynote, this violin is going to be in the in the base of Mikdash, the third temple, which is being built with the coming of Mashiach, because as we know, the third temple is an everlasting temple. And when is this going to happen? It's going to happen very, very soon, up to the point of Miyad, right away. And like the Rambam, Robert quotes from the Rambam, which is a, a, a book of Halakha, that Miyad, right away, Hain and Golan, we get re- redeemed. So here's another powerful Hasidic discourse about the power of the miracle of Hanukkah, with the spiritual significance of the oil. That on one hand it's so concealed, and it's so concealed, and you're dealing with a miracle, but literally from that deepest place, what comes out, beautiful light to the world. And like whoever finishes off, let's hope and pray that um, we'll have, we'll merit Mashiach coming, and we'll have the uh, celebration of the temple, and God's willing, our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov, and happy Hanukkah.